Hey, so we've all been in that situation where we've got a long cook or something like that, and we need that extra little cheat code like you would get in a video game or something to help run that pit a little easier. And you know, most people, they wind up going to propane. On today's episode, I want to spend some time with you talking about propane and how, how I feel about it, how dangerous it is, and what I think you should do instead. Hey, you're listening to the Barbecue Culture Podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Frank Cox, uh, Smoker Builder. That's that's me. Um, if you know anything about SmokerBuilder.com, you know you've probably been on our forum and you might have uh, went through some of the threads on there. And over time, you know, you get somebody in there is going to ask about adding a burner of some kind to their existing smoker or building a smoker that uses propane. And uh, the first thing you'll see on the forum. We're all really nice. We don't get mean. We don't be hateful. But we always say, don't do it, right? Why would we say that? Well, so, you know, I, I did a Facebook Live kind of a video here earlier this uh, over the weekend. And, uh, you know, it was prompted because of a guy that was asking me about uh, putting a uh, some kind of a burner in his cook chamber in order to uh, make it easier to maintain temps and uh, like in case he fell asleep uh, or whatever the reason was, had an overnight cook and didn't want to have to go out every 45 minutes and put a log on. He just wanted to be able to set it and forget it a little bit. And uh, so this comes up from time to time. And I, I just want to f- uh, bring up some major points about propane assist and flame safety. That's actually the title of this uh particular episode. Um, You know, we've talked a lot about natural fuel, like charcoal and wood um, to date, and uh, how to light fires and things like that. We we seem to bring that up in nearly every episode. Um, And if you go back and listen to some of those episodes, you'll you'll see, you know, an easy method to to get consistency in your cooks been around propane at all. Let's talk about first off, why would somebody propose that they need uh, that they need to add propane to their cooker or they want a cooker that runs on gas? Proposed uses, the, the first one here, this these are actually like quotes or you know, I'm not going to call them false beliefs, but quotes or something like that that gets somebody thinking about, you know, man, if I just had that. So here you go. Quote, I need more time between maintenance of my fire. Okay, so honestly, if you're cooking on a stick burner, I, you're just not going to get that. Um, you, with every with everything that demands quality, you're going to have some sacrifices here and there. No different than craftsmanship when you're building your pit. Um, you're going to have times where you're going to have to work a little bit harder and actually do some hand sanding or filing of something by hand. And nobody wants to do that. Everybody wants to go grab a tool. And, uh, you know, use that power tool to, to, to get in that sharp corner and, and grind out the plasma cutter or torch mark, you know. And, uh, you know, there, there's just sometimes there's just no way about around it. You got to go get a file, <laughs> you know. That's unfortunate. But that's what it takes in order to, uh, to get quality. So if you decided that in order to get the kind of quality from your food or from your pit, that, that you want to have a wood fire of some kind, you're going to have to maintain that fire to get thin blue smoke, just like we talked about in our last episode. Um, and the perfect rhythm, as we've discussed, is every 45 minutes. We're going to go over 
as we go on here through these these uh, proposed uses, you're going to see um, some of the reasons why we don't do that. So reason number two, too much smoke without gas. So this is always a combustion issue. If you if you think that your food has too much uh, too much smoke taste, you know that it's it's not going to be because it's well most likely it's not because of the wood you're using. You could be using some really junky wood, but um, in the, in most cases it's going to be because of your your combustion situation. You don't have enough air. You got too much moisture. You got something going on in your in your cooker design. Something like that, that's the real problem. And so propane in this case becomes a coping mechanism to uh, get us through, you know, a poor performing pit. And the third reason I'm going to cover is it's easier to start a fire. This is very true. But the problem is, is we have to do it in a safe place. Because if you do this in a in an offset cooker, for instance, and, and you put this burner on its side or in the bottom or whatever, it's going to be exposed to an environment where there is an incredible amount of ash at some point. And, uh, you know, the wind and, the, and uh, the, the convection inside that firebox causes burners to plug up with ash, and this can lead to many other problems. So why is propane so dangerous? Now, the, re- the main reason we're talking about propane in this episode instead of natural gas is because most people don't have the ability to hook up their reverse flow offset smoker to a natural gas, you know, source. So we're concentrating mostly on propane here because it's the easiest to get into a cooker and it's the easiest to get a hold of. You can go buy a gas barbecue bottle down at the at the gas station, you know. So it's very easy to get a hold of. So, but the the here's a few reasons why propane is dangerous. Um, some of the properties of it. So first off, propane is heavier than air. So let's let's visualize that for a moment. Um, when I say heavier than air, imagine a bucket. And and when we go through our uh, our state LP gas, LP is the same is just another designation for propane, liquefied petroleum. When we go through uh, our training that we have to go through in order to get certified by the state and uh, there's a whole nother level for, for people that own businesses that work with gas. Um, we have to go through a class where we actually demonstrate this um, using different tools in, in like test beakers and things like this. And you can literally fill a bucket full of propane and it will sit there and there will be no air in that bucket. And it'll sit there like liquid, even though it's vapor and you can't see it, that bucket has propane in it. The only thing will get that propane out of the bucket is if for for uh, one way or another you you dump the bucket over and literally pour the propane out of it. So the difference between propane coming out of a burner and propane in 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 the air just at at atmospheric pressure is the propane in the burner is under pressure. That's why it it moves like it does. Otherwise, at at if it's at an equalized pressure with the air around it, it's just going to settle somewhere and it's going to sit much like as if you literally filled a bucket with propane. So the the thing we're getting to here is that this stuff tends to settle in the lowest place. That could be in the bottom of your firebox. It could be if you're if you're running raw gas that your fire went out, it could be under the baffle plate. Um, it, it could be wherever that burner lives, it could just kind of sit there and never move until it's blown by something, pushed with air. 
um, airflow of some kind or more gas coming into that space. Now, for our benefit, the people that make the propane, that process it, they put a thing in there called odorant. And the reason that they put odorant in it is because otherwise it would be completely undetectable and you would never know it was there. So we hope as some method of safety that we can smell it. Okay, so the dangers of uh, that we get into is like, for instance, in a closed cook chamber or a firebox. So we get into a situation here to where let's say that we have uh, a log lighter. Let's, let's take it even to the thing that we would think is the safest way to do this. You've got a gas bottle little propane bottle, 20 pounder hooked up to a, and it's hooked up to one of those regulators with a red knob on it. Okay. Remember I said red knob, that red knob goes to a hose and that hose goes to a, a little Turkey fryer burner, let's say, and let's hypothetically say that that burner is somehow craftily mounted in the side of your firebox. And we're going to call this in air quotes, a log lighter. Okay. Now the, the log lighter, you, you turn this thing on and light it, and you open your firebox door, and you throw your logs on there. And we got this burner going, and, uh, you know, it's it's running some flames through it. Let's say we it's brand new. We just started it up for the first time. And the flames are going out underneath of our log rack, and it's getting our wood going. And, boy, this is easy, so we just walk away and let it do its thing. And eventually what's going to happen is the wood's going to catch on fire, and we're going to get a pretty good size rip roar and fire going in there. And once we come back, the the genuinely accepted practice here is that we're going to shut the gas burner off. And in a safe the safest scenario, we're going to unhook the propane bottle and move it, right? Because we don't want anybody turning that burner back on. But oh man, our our we we didn't start our pit right because now we don't have a coal bed. We've just got wood that's on fire. And, and it's burning up, and we haven't been able to maintain our fire because we got busy with whatever we were doing, and we lose our coal bed. So you open up the firebox, and you see there's no more coals on there. I got to add wood. My fire's about out. The easiest thing to do at this point is to relight that burner. So we go back over there, and we hook the propane bottle up again, and we turn the gas valve on and uh, open the door and you know throw another chunk of wood on there and walk away. And, uh, you know, after a little bit of time, something happens. While that burner was burning, some ash got inside of it or something happened inside the, the, the firebox there. And uh, the burner went out. And you don't know it. Now, keep in mind, the, fuel, the, the flame triangle is oxygen, fuel, and spark. And so in this environment, we have the potential for all three. But your firebox door is closed. And so you walk back over there, and this gas burner's been going for a little bit, and you open the door, and when you open the door, you fan air in. When you open a door, it's going to suck oxygen in. And when you do that, that oxygen is going to kindle that flame, that little spark down there on the on the ash in the bottom, kablooey. There went the firebox and you. So that's that's one of the most dangerous situations you can get in right there because you have no possible way to know that that burner went out. You can still hear it. You can hear the gas coming out of the burner because in this case, that red knob means high pressure. So the that's usually going to be about 10 PSI. 
which in air pressure, that doesn't sound like a lot from a compressor, but with gas, that is a high pressure. That's a lot of gas. Um, so when it comes out of a turkey fryer burner, if it's got that red knob, you're talking hundreds of thousands of BTUs of gas coming into that firebox all at one time. Take a weed burner, for instance, same scenario. That's why they roar so loud is because we've got so much gas coming out. It's all high pressure. So anyway, so now we're going to get into another scenario that's very dangerous. Let's say that you didn't use the log lighter. In, in this case, we've actually got a pipe burner, right? You see these guys on these blacksmith shows take welding orifices and make burners out of them, you know, from like your, their, their welding, their MIG welder. They take the little orifice and they'll drill them out and they'll drill out a piece of pipe and they'll find the right thread and they'll thread that gas, that, uh, uh, that MIG welding wire nozzle. They'll thread that into the, the burner and boy, out comes propane, you know. And uh, people do all kinds of cocked up ideas on this thing. They might take a long piece of pipe, cap one end of it, and cut saw marks with a bandsaw or something or a hacksaw all down that burner. And, uh, you know, while that gets them even distribution, they don't get the right mixture inside the, the pipe uh, of air, to, of air to, to gas. And so, you know, in this scenario, you, you, let's say that you use a low pressure regulator right? This makes it even worse in this case. So you've got a really long burner that you made and you bought a kit. Let's say you bought a kit online from some guy that's crazy enough to sell these parts. And you put this burner inside your, your cook chamber under the baffle plate. And by the way, you welded your baffle plate in. So the only way to get that burner out is you got to cut the baffle plate out or you got to go in through the firebox to get it out of there. So what's the last thing we're going to do? We're not going to clean that burner. It's going to get full of ash and grease in the, up in that chamber. And so if you've ever looked at the bottom of your baffle plate, look at the buildup underneath of it. If you've never scratched it before um, and, and cleaned it off. Sorry, that's hilarious. I was outside here and a bug crawled on my hand <laughs> and it startled me. <laughs> anyway, it's <laughs> what happens when you do a podcast outside. <laughs> Anyway, um, so you got this homemade burner back up underneath of your baffle plate, and you never clean it. Well, this leads to a plugged burner, and you could actually have, have a situation to where when you light the end of the burner, oh my gosh, I've seen this so many times. There's a thing that's required called a uh, crossover, and the crossover is what's, what literally carries the, the flame down the length of the burner. So if you have like four slots that got plugged up with soot and ash and you skip a spot and get to the end, that burner is not going to light the full length of the burner. And this might sound fairly technical and you might get lost in some of this. But anyway, so when you, uh, when you look at the length of that burner and if the flame can't, can't follow itself and lead it, the gas won't lead the flame all the way down the burner the end of the burner will be pouring raw gas and the beginning of the burner will not be. And after a period of time, you're going to think it's lit because you lit it and you're, you're seeing maybe some thin blue smoke coming out the chimney and you can feel heat, but the end of that burner never has lit and it's pouring raw gas out. So what's going to happen? Well, it's going to build up gas 
until finally the gas cloud gets to the end of the burner where the flame is at, and then you're going to blow that pit to kingdom come. So there's another reason why we just do not recommend using gas. So, so in what circumstance is it safe to actually use gas on a smoker? It's a very, very difficult needle to thread, but here's how you have to do it, right? First of all, if you are not certified with propane or using gas and stuff like that, like I mean actually have been in the trades and you work on it for a living, I do not recommend under any circumstances that you attempt any of this stuff yourself. As a matter of fact, if you can't do it yourself because you're not certified, you could hire somebody to do it, but I still wouldn't do it because you're getting into some engineering here. Um, just, just, just bear with me here. So this is where it gets a bit technical. If you want to see actual pictures and things about this, we have a thread on our forum. Go to smokerbuilder.com slash forums. And when you get on the site, you'll be able to, uh, you'll have to sign up as a member probably, but then you can uh, uh, log in. And when you get to log in, you can hit the search bar on the forum and you can type in flame safety, type that word in. And it's going to bring up a thread on the site that's called gas and flame safety controls. And, uh, or it might just be flame safety controls. But anyway, um, these are what we're going to talk about in that thread. And uh, this is this is like some of the considerations you need to design into your your cooker to make it safe. Number one, we do not like long burners like that, and we never ever ever recommend putting a burner in a concealed space. Um, the if you put a burner in a concealed space, uh, like under a baffle plate in a cook chamber you're asking for trouble because if you can't keep it clean, I mean ultra clean, like a toothbrush clean, if you if you can't keep it clean, you're getting in a dangerous situation, um, especially in an environment where we're burning other fuels like charcoal and, and wood. So in this case, there's, there's three ways to do it. Number one, don't use propane. <laughs> if I haven't said it enough, don't use propane. Design your pit properly. Okay, on to the real ones. Number two, thermocouples. Okay, so most of us dads have went out there in life and had to light somebody's water heater or something like that. And it's a pain in the rear and you got to get down on the floor and you turn the gas valve to pilot and there's a red button that you got to push and hold and there's that annoying little hood thing underneath of there that you got to like where the pilot light is. And you got to usually you don't have something long enough to reach it to begin with. So you wind up cocking something together like paper towels and matchsticks and all this junk, you know, clothes hanger. And you, you bend a little circle curly cue in it to hold the match and you try to get it back in there and you light that pilot. Right. We've all been there. I hate that. OK, so that is a thermocouple is what you're what you're working with there. So that's what that is, is the, the red button on that valve forces the gas valve open long enough for, for gas to come out and you to light a little telltale pilot light. That pilot light is what's actually going to light the burner when you turn the gas to on. And there's a demand for gas. For instance, uh, in this case, you turn the main valve on. So then the burner will light. Now, if and for some reason that pilot light goes out or the main burner goes out, 
what's going to happen is that little metal thermocouple, it's a little rod, it's got dissimilar metals in it, which makes it work. And that what's going to happen is, is that uh, pilot is going to go out for some reason and the thermocouple is going to cool off and it will no longer generate enough electricity to keep the gas valve pilot uh, port on. So therefore, the pilot light goes out, the gas valve de-energizes, and now we no longer have fuel going to our burner. Now we're safe, All right? So you can put a gas valve, you can put a thermocouple and a uh, 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 compatible gas valve on your burner. Now there's a lot of engineering that goes into this, but nevertheless, I show you on the, that thread a type of valve called a basso gas valve. This is an inline valve that's pilot only that just shuts the main burner off. Just in case, for some reason, that burner goes out. I mean, it's, it's, it's the best scenario if you're using a natural draft kind of a burner. The second way we can do this is with electronics. Okay, so there's this thing called spark ignition, and you might have heard your water heater or your gas furnace or something like this at one point or another going click, 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 click like that, and then all of a sudden the click and stops and the burner lights, right? So that's an electronic uh, control that, that also uh, light will light the burner but also maintain a signal saying, telling the gas valve, hey, by the way, we still have flame. It's okay to stay open. So you can use that. Or you can just tap out and submit to the guys that have been there and done that and use this thing called a Wayne burner. W-A-Y-N-E Combustion is the company that makes it Wayne Combustion. And they're not, they're not cheap. They're between 500 and 1000 bucks. these burners are. And they require electric to be plugged into this uh, assembly, and it's a gun burner. And uh, you can get them to where they're all different ranges of, of BTU capacity. But it's the exact same burner that's used in like uh, commercial gas smokers. Um, they they call them wood ovens. If you if you listen to the old Hickory Pits people, they're they're brilliant people and they make a great pit uh, for this scenario. They call them wood burning ovens, and uh, it's it's probably the safest gas smoker on the planet. That one is old Hickory Pits. So, but anyway, uh, what happens is this burner. Uh, is high-capacity BTUs. It's got a fan on it that literally blows high-pressure combustion air into that burner, which prevents ash from getting in the burner. Also, it's got electronic ignition, so it has an electronic flame safety signal that keeps it burner on when it's safe and shuts it off when it's bad. And uh, it, it also is adjustable. If you need more capacity, you can convert it also. If you need natural gas, you know, it's, it's just a well-thought-out burner. And so what, you, what they do is they put this burner on their firebox. And this I would not recommend this on a stick burner necessarily, but on an offset. But they put this burner on the side of their firebox. And uh, this burner blows uh, the flame, literally shoots it out the end of the burner at the wood pile. So you throw wood in the firebox and it blows the gas flame on the on the wood and lights the wood, but it also that burner is big enough it actually heats the pit. So anyway, that's another scenario. But what I want to urge you to do now is is just get yourself in the mindset of craft barbecue. We we don't want to try to make a pit 
put all that work and energy into it, and then it wind up being unsafe and uh, killing somebody. I, we just don't want to do that. So I, I urge you to to walk away from propane and let the professionals handle it. Um, if you have a scenario where your where your cooker does not operate correctly, and uh, you feel that you're in a position that you need some kind of gas assist for your cooker, I urge you to go to the forums, smokerbuilder.com slash forums, or you can go to our Facebook, Smoker Builder Group, and let's diagnose your pit. Let's see what's really wrong with it. Get in there and post some pictures. Be very explanatory about what you're fighting. You know, even do a video if you want. On Facebook, you can load a video up. And uh, we would be more than happy to get in there and dive in and help you figure out why you think you need propane. Because between you and me, just being honest with you, you don't need propane. Um, Anyway, man, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, If you don't mind, do me a favor and go over to uh, anywhere where you're listening, whatever this is, if you're on iTunes especially. Um, go down to the bottom of the list of all the episodes and you'll see a spot down there with a, with a row of stars, click how many stars you think I'm good enough for. And, uh, if that be, if that's five, click five, I appreciate it. Um, and, uh, you know, while you're there, there's a little button that says write review or reviews, something like that. Click on that button and tell me what you think about this show. Maybe this episode. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep bringing this kind of content to you. And I want to drop a little thing out to you. This is probably one of the longest episodes I've ever done. I generally try to keep them about 20 minutes, but I want to drop something here to you. So Tom and Scott, Tom Heath and Scott Brockman are getting ready to start a uh, Facebook Live series in our Facebook group that's going to become a podcast. And their podcast is going to complement this one. They're going to they're going to talk primarily about building pits, like the actual technical how to build them, how to design them, welding, fabrication, all the things you need to know about getting in the shop and getting dirty while building your pit. Our podcast is going to continue to to focus on teaching people to become pit masters, both in operation and understanding and uh, you know cooking here and there when we get to it. <laughs> so anyway. Be watching for that. It's going to be live here probably in a few weeks. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited for that show. I'll be on there once in a while with them. But most of the time, it's going to be Tom and Scott. And they're going to get really technical for you. So, anyway, peace out. Ask somebody to join the barbecue culture with you. Start a little community and uh, get to cooking. I want to see some food picks. Peace out, everybody. See ya.